So here we go. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, another episode of My Dad is Greater Than Your Dad. And today, I'm honored to be sitting in the backyard of one Graham. And we're, drink- we're drinking the good scotch today. We are. Yeah. We are. Sheldag. Hope I'm saying that right. Mm. The uh, 14-year-old scotch whiskey. It's uh, It's fantastic. It is. It really is. This is this is the one that you hide. This is the hidden yeah. whiskey. This isn't for general consumption, and I'm yeah. honored. I, I appreciate it. Absolutely. This is the one that, that you and I are down in this bottle. Yeah, we are. And uh, we do we do a fun thing from time to time. We do the Whiskey Thursdays. Yes. And that is um, because whiskey the first Whiskey Wednesday did not work out. No. And so we just moved it to Thursday. The alliteration's not there. <laughs> but <laughs> no but it, it it's so needed so needed when that text comes over <clears throat> that we're scheduling scheduling whiskey thursday yeah it's it's so needed you sort of gear up for it it's so uh needed and cathartic it feels good yeah yeah get just get and my house is not set up for entertaining but we just sit <laughs> on we sit on steps and we uh you know, I I did buy more glasses though because I was I only had like three good Scotch glasses. <laughs> well, a lot a, a lot of that aspect is is my fault because we sit outside. Yeah. So I can have a couple cigarettes while we're we're having whiskey and that kind of thing, and and so the steps they work just fine. They do. They do the job. And we are sitting outside in late February. Yeah. Here in Texas, and God damn it, if it isn't. Like seventy five degrees and sunny. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. I I love Texas for that. It does work out well. Um, <laughs> but you, uh, well, you got you got three kids that qualify you for this show. I which do. Which is nice. I do. So what do you what are you working with? <clears throat> uh, I have two daughters and the son. Uh, the daughters are the are the two older ones, and the younger son. I've got uh, T Sky and, and Locke. Um, yeah, they are. One's a, uh, T is a senior in high school. Sky's a sophomore, and Lachlan is in fifth grade, so he's ready to make that move to middle school. Yeah. Um, I try not to talk a whole lot about T making that move on to college because that's going to be rough. It's not going to be easy. No. And and in my mind, T is still like eleven years old, mm-hmm. and that that's really how we how we got to know each other is. Um, our boys are the exact same age. Yeah, and you moved in next door yeah. when you when you moved down from Wisconsin to yeah. Texas. Yeah, and you know Holly and I were at the window, just <laughs> watching the moving truck, going, "All right, please have kids, please have kids, please have kids," and we hit the we hit the goddamn jackpot. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. When when our realtor. Um, was was emailing me the houses here are your options because he knew what we were looking for and and what we wanted to have moving here to texas and honestly it was sort of like a dartboard because we didn't know enough about austin to know exactly where we wanted to live and and this house just sort of met the criteria i mean sort of fit the suit and close to school yeah pool yep and enough rooms for three kids exactly yeah and so yeah you're you're damn straight Ending up next to you guys, yeah, hit the fucking mother load. It was brilliant. It worked out just right. You, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you hit Texas. You, you hit the coolest family, um, right next door. So shocking. Yeah. And so, yeah, 
10, 10 short years later, we're doing a show. There we go. I dig it. <laughs> but you're not from Texas. You are from the the great city of Chicago. I am. How, I am. How was that for a place to grow up? Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, I, I absolutely love Chicago. I grew up in, in Park Ridge, suburb outside of Chicago on the north side. Um, yeah, I literally couldn't have had a better upbringing it's i mean the way you the way you've described it to me sounds like i mean it, it does sound like a norman rockwell painting just you know <clears throat> still still in the kind of in the middle of you're you're in chicago proper yeah um but area and then but like lots of room but still room to run lots of great families you know, oh, everybody, everybody over at your house all the time. Yeah, just just sort of amazing. And it's, it's sort of interesting how my parents ended up with this house that um, they were they were looking for a, their first house to buy. And um, they looked at this house and it was more money than they wanted to spend. They, they knew they had their their budget. And so they brought my grandmother, my mother's mother, and she looked at it <clears throat> And she, before even going into the house, she said, you have to buy this house. It'll be the smartest investment you ever make in your life. Hmm. <laughs> and she was, she's unbelievably respected in my family uh, until, until the day she passed. Um, and so my parents did. And she was right. And that's where we <laughs> grew up. And it was this, this phenomenal four blocks of houses but it had a parkway, a full block parkway in the middle that that's where we played kickball, tag, you name it. And so literally outside of my door I had this this parkway. It was it was fantastic. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean that to to grow up with that. I mean and I mean I, I actually had a had a great time growing up where I grew up here in Austin, where we always had the woods. Right. Which which now is the pretty much the area we're sitting in very close. Um, I had friends who lived on the mountain and the mountain was not completely developed. And so we could ride our bikes to a place and then just park them. And we were in the woods, which just meant a whole lot of trees and undeveloped property that no one who owned it put up any fences. And so we would just walk around, find trails, follow like deer paths, um, do all kinds of just exploring and hiking. And then we'd get back to our bikes and we'd go back to the house. I can't fathom what Austin looked like when you were growing up. Because where I live now is not too far from where you grew up. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so these places that you're talking about, that's not far from here. Mm -hmm. I can't even begin to understand what Austin looked like. I've been here for almost 10 years now, and we've seen massive growth. But the area that we're in, all the houses, these didn't exist when right. you were growing up. Right. And so I can't even begin to understand. I mean, this had to be, and the area that we live in, where you grew up, it really is hilly and it's really pretty. So I would imagine when you were growing up, this was cool ass. It was. It was. It was really terrific. And the middle school that um, your son's about to go to is, if you were to stand facing that middle school and look behind it, right now it is filled with houses. When I went there, there was nothing. 
wow. it was all trees and there was you could see maybe maybe three houses had been built and that was it but yeah we used to just run through all of that area all the time that's awesome and um yeah it was it was a blast i mean it was just a whole lot of just like jumping into creeks and you know seeing if we could fish and we never could <laughs> and uh just <laughs> uh, really just running around just for the sake of running around yeah it wasn't about what we were doing it right. was always just that we were doing that's awesome yeah. that's awesome so cool yeah had a had a great time with it but yeah growing growing up did you um did you and your family there was always like a lot of friends over a lot of a lot of things happening <clears throat> constantly a uh, huge social family yeah um i grew up with two sisters um my mom and dad we were a very very close family um and constantly having having friends over and one thing that was great about growing up in park ridge is that our friends didn't live far and so we'd go to parents friends houses and they had kids and i'm still friends with these these kids to this day hmm. um and so yeah we had a huge social social family. We had a Christmas party every year um, that in its heyday, um, we literally had to have people come in two shifts oh, because there would be anywhere from three to four hundred people that would attend our Christmas party. And it was just unbelievable. And seeing <clears throat> seeing my parents' social skills, how much they were liked, it taught taught us a ton about how to be sort of that that good person that good friend and that kind of thing that yeah it was it was absolutely awesome and growing up with people in our house all the time that you got to know people on sort of a different level it wasn't just a sure hi mr miller hi mr schneider i know these men and and so now when I see these men, it's, it's a, it's a big hug and, and that kind of thing that they, they mean a ton to me. And so, yeah, it's, it's huge. Are these the, the same guys who would probably <clears throat> still call you by any kind of nickname that you had? Oh, like gray, gray, gray. Yeah. My, my father, my father called me gray. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And there are only, only a, a few people in this world, um, who, call me that who sort of can call me that because sure it bringing back those kind of memories and and that kind of thing that it's it's pretty personal um and so yeah yeah it's my my father used to call me that wow i've known you for, i've known you for the better part of a decade and i had no idea i'm i'm learning now too yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh learn new things all the time yeah the only nickname i've ever had that is stuck is little mark which um, comes from the fact that my, uh, my wife gave you that nickname. No, oh, okay. no, it would have been, I mean, that, that would have been earned. Um, but the give, the reason it was given was my stepmother when she married my dad, who is also named Mark. Ah. Um, there was big Mark, my right. dad and little Mark, me. Right. Now I am six foot two, 200 pounds. I'm not, I'm not little no. by, by any means, but it's still, you know, 40, 40 years old. And when she's around, I'm, I'm still little Mark. Yeah. And I've, I've gone through the phases of loving it, hating it, loving it, hating it. And now I've just accepted it. <laughs> Cause you know, what do you, what are you going to say to, you know, someone who's, you know, 
older, they're not going to change. No. So might as well, might as well just find a way to accept it. Well, you, you have to. I mean, it doesn't physically fit you anymore yeah. at all. Um, right. she, but, she met me when I was Preston's age now, right. around 11. Right. So, and it's coming from a place of love. Yes. And so when, when she says it, you have to just sort of accept it. So yeah, yeah that acceptance, I totally get it's a, It's an, it's an endear, a term of endearment, not yeah. a, not a, a, a judgment of right. Kind. right. <laughs> but you've continued the tradition that your family has. I mean, your house is the house that we all come to on, you know, Halloween or any really any federal holiday. Yes, you go you go big on the July Fourths and the yeah. and yeah explosions and costumes and we're not over here at Christmas though. No, but that's no we uh yeah we definitely try to um as I sort of mentioned I think I think it's huge for kids to have that interaction with with adults so that. They sort of learn not only manners, but they mm -hmm. they learn how to speak. You're not just speaking to other kids. You need to understand how to speak to adults. Yep. Um, and I think those relationships are big. Um, and not only my own kids, but like Preston, for example. I love Preston. Mm -hmm. I've I've known him almost his entire life, and so I think that's huge to have those relationships with other adults that we're friends with having those relationships with my kids having the relationships with those kids because it matters because these are relationships that last your entire life so when you get through and you go through because you go through this and i still go through this today you have to weed out the dicks 100 yep. percent. and it's amazing how many assholes you run into in life where you're friends and then all of a sudden you're like oh yeah you don't make a whole lot of sense for my life anymore you are all drama, you are all gossip, you are all just a pain in the ass. Yep. And so you need to make sure that you have those friends that know you for a length of time so they not only know you, they understand you, and you know that they're going to be there for you, mm -hmm. somebody you can always go to. Yep. And I think that's huge. And so having these parties, we're, we're just very social. We, we want to have these friends. We want to, And it's almost like a, a thank you to our friends having them over having cocktails having hors d'oeuvres having food and stuff like that that there's nobody else we would rather spend our time with right. so if you're invited it means we literally want to spend time with you <laughs> so I, I think that's big and it makes a difference and i and i think exactly what you're talking about where children need to be forced to interact with adults is very important because so much of those interactions is now removed because you and I both grew up in an era where you called someone's house and anybody in that house could answer the phone. Mm -hmm. And you might have to say, um, hi, Mr. Um, can I talk to, and, and you had, you had to negotiate that or you had to go yeah. like knock on their door right. and go, <clears throat> is uh chris home can chris yeah. come out and play yeah because uh I'm, there's no school today right like, <laughs> right had, you had to figure that stuff out yeah. and i had a i had a very proud moment the other day when i was you know introducing preston to someone who was on the show jr um you know he was in his room he was you know playing minecraft while watching youtube on how to play minecraft right. and it was it was 
<laughs> very involved. And I brought him into Preston's room and Preston, you know, took everything off and he did a two handed handshake though, where, you know, you know, of course he's shaking his hand, yeah. but then Preston's left hand came in yeah. and went around and wow. I was just like, God damn it. That's like, impressive. I, like, I never taught him how to do that yeah. or, or that, that, the, what that, if that's important or he, he just right. did it and introduced himself and, you know, carried on a 30 second conversation. And then we all went back to what we were doing and I was just like, wow, that was, that was something. Nice. <laughs> you got, got a, got a daughter calling you. Yes. <laughs> Dear God, I'm trying to talk about how much I love my kids. Stop fucking interrupting. I know. It's a real pain in the ass. Jesus. When they, I mean, they just want your attention. <clears throat> Seriously. Gotta, uh, no, we have a rule. Guide have, me. Learn, you know, Teach me things. You're like, I'm busy. Uh, we have a rule in our house. Bleeding, not breathing. <laughs> Otherwise, other than that. E- expand on that, please. Please talk about bleeding, not breathing. <laughs> don't fucking bug me. Unless you're bleeding or not breathing. Or somebody in our house is bleeding, not breathing. Outside of that, don't fucking bug me. I've heard I've heard it so many times. Yes, because it it would it would be many years ago the the two girls coming out in all of their preteen you know intensity oh. and just like and they would always start with excuse me, daddy. Yeah, and then they would and you hear bleeding, not breathing. Yep. Well, off with you. Yep. Just, off you go. Off you go. <laughs> yeah, that is the standard phrase in my life. Yeah, but your, I mean, your son has just absolutely grown into, you know, a, a really, a really good young man. I mean, just watching him kind of find his, you know, find his path from, you know, playing soccer i mean he's always been good academically but he's getting he's really kind of gotten heavy into the coding hasn't he he has he has um yeah i think i think both of our boys i think we've we've both done a really good job with them that they're they're both polite um i would i would prefer um they call adults mr and mrs with last name right um but both of our boys it's still Mr. Mark, Mr. Graham, which I, I do appreciate. I think that's it's it's simply manners, <clears throat> and it and it does well. It also does line up pretty well with our level of friendship. Yeah. Is they, I mean they have known they've known I mean Preston's known you his entire life of memories. Mm-hmm. I mean it's been you were at his one year birthday party. Yeah, and <clears throat> so yeah, it's yeah he, he he could call you Uncle Graham. With yeah, that, that that could work. Seriously, seriously, <laughs> that that would work. For I mean, the friendship that you and I have, um, the friendship that that they have together, the uh, length of time that they've known each other, absolutely, and yeah, they could definitely do that. Um, yeah, Lachlan is uh, Lachlan's a hell of a kid. He really is. He's he's amazingly sweet. Um, he's much more in tune with. Uh, his emotions than I ever was at, at that age. Um, he's he's the first in the house to say randomly, "Hey, love you, Dad. Hey, love you, Mom. 
And he'll say it to his sisters too. Um, he's just a very sweet kid. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's sort of graduated on from the team sports and, and stuff like that, where he'll always play tennis. That's, that's simply a rite of passage in our house. Um, you, you don't have a choice. Uh, you have to play tennis. Um, but yeah, he's, he really likes coding and, and I think that that's probably going to be his, his career path that he has that creative side. Um, he likes, he likes video games and, and if he can be the one to create those kind of things, um, he's always been ridiculously good at puzzles for example, um, he really has. He's always had a workbook or a puzzle bo- or yeah. a puzzle going or yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I really didn't <clears throat> put it together, but you see him all the time. So. No, I, I do. I see. I see him. I see him often. Um, and so yeah. So he's. Uh, I remember when he was. I don't know. Right around two, and um, we gave him a puzzle, and about forty five seconds later, Melinda and I had walked out of the room, and and we came back, and the puzzle was done, and. Melinda said to me, did you help Lachlan with this puzzle? And I said, no, I was over here. And so we took the puzzle apart and we said, okay, can you put this puzzle together? And we stood there and watched and he put it together in like 30 seconds. It was, it was sort of unbelievable and unreal. He's, he just has that eye for those kind of things. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that that, that creative side, that, that problem solving side, that, that he's just he's just good at it and so i think that with the way that things are going now with so much being um reliant on coding reliant on ai and things like that i think that's gonna that's gonna fall right in his wheelhouse yeah and you and i are both technology adjacent yes we're not we're not deep into it that's the god that's such the kind of a double-edged sword of we're in technology but we're not super technical either of us right <laughs> so right. we're like there's value in this well teach me can't do that no okay. no i can i can i can teach you your boss your vps your cfos what how they to spend need money and what they need to do exactly yeah. like this is where the industry is going but yeah right. we're, we're both we're both just um real good middle middle people we're uh uh adapters we are <laughs> we are giant fucking teases we are because we tease the engineering team of here. Here's what you can do. <laughs> once you take, once right. you spend this much money, you right. will be able to do exactly all of this amazing stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly. How good does this look? Now get those bitches to pay for it. <laughs> yep, that's our job. Oh yeah, so much fun. Well, I mean, no, now with your with your girls, they've got us both have really unique kind of takes on what they're good at too yeah um they're they're interesting uh t the oldest um she's she's very sweet very nurturing um she's she's a great kid she's an absolutely great kid um and being my first um they everybody says so who's your favorite and all parents don't want to answer and and to be honest for a lot of years now i've said fuck that um she is my she is my favorite um my other kids know it um it's simply the way it goes she was my first and and she is 
she's never disappointed. Um, she's just been that kid and I have that relationship with her and I, I absolutely love it. Um, Sky, she is the headstrong one. She is, uh, <clears throat> very opinionated. Um, she knows what she wants to do. Um, she's still learning whether what she wants to do is the right thing to do. Okay. And so there's, okay. there's some discipline that's necessary um, for her to make sure that she doesn't veer off in a wrong path. And by that, I mean, as we sort of talked about earlier, is figuring out who those people in your life are good for your life. And she's still learning that. Right. And so that's that's a big thing with her. I mean, she's she's a really good kid. Um, she she gets great grades and and gets all of all of her schoolwork done and and all that kind of stuff. And it's really not a big fight or anything. Hmm. But it's this other aspect of it where you just sort of have to rein in the energy every so often. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean that's yeah that's so much so much of what I deal with is just the number of minutes and hours in the day. Like I, the other day, like, I mean, Preston has great ideas and huge aspirations and, you know, just something as simple as, you know, on Thursday he came home and said, Oh, we got to make a Valentine's box. You know, it's, you know, it's not for a grade or anything. Cause all that work has been done already, but I want to do this thing where we have a basketball hoop on this side and then a football field goal over here and there's holes and people can play a game. And then I look at my watch and it's seven fifty <laughs> that night. Right. And I go, dude, <clears throat> you're going to bed in 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't see this shit happening. Yeah. And I'll say that and then I'll continue doing whatever I'm doing until it's time to tuck him in at eight thirty. And when, uh, when I walked up that night, which was just a week ago and, you know, walked up the stairs and I walk into his room and he is now creating everything that he said, I am, I'm not participating at all, but you know, he's almost done. Yeah. And I talked to him about it the next morning. I'm like, listen, of course you're supposed to do what I say and you're supposed to, you know, follow the rules. But I'm like, can't hide that I'm kind of proud of you for not listening to me right. and getting it done. And it may not be exactly what you wanted, but it's a version of what you wanted. And you, and you just, you made it happen Eat with, with everybody telling, you no, right. Everybody just being me. You still, you still got it done. Yeah. Kind of, kind of proud of you for that. (laughs) Well, and you should be because your son didn't raise himself. And one thing I I do really like a great deal about Preston is he does not lack for self-confidence. Example of when he was, he was here uh, about a week ago and stayed overnight. And the next morning the boys wanted to make brownies and, and of course, whatever go ahead and <laughs> you you want to do something that i don't have to contribute to yeah all right i'm in bleeding not breathing and uh <laughs> so they were I, I overheard the boys having this conversation and preston looked at lachlan and said i have experience with this 
And that's that kind of self-confidence that he was looking at preheating the oven. He was getting everything set, but he has that confidence. And that's huge. And that's something you've imparted to him that I love confident kids. Don't come into my house all demure, not saying hello when you walk into my house. That bothers me to no end. When you walk into someone's house, you find the adults, you say hello, you greet them so they know that you are there. That's simply manners, and your son does that all the time, and he's got confidence. I appreciate kids that will walk up to me and say, Mr. Graham or Mr. Salemi, can I, can I have this? Speak to me. Mm-hmm. Speak to me. That's, that's Ask, all yeah. you have to do. Yep. Be respectful. So, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it, it's, it's usually important. And, like, you know, we're driving over here. We brought a plate of brownies uh, that my mom made. She's going to listen to this. Thanks, Mom. We didn't bring the whole tray. We just brought a few. <laughs> and um, we brought them over and over, driving over. I was like, listen, man, you can have one of these brownies when you're there. And he was kind of like crestfallen and mm-hmm. a little bit. And I was like, and I'm going to explain to you why I'm saying you can have one of these brownies. It has nothing to do with anything except for you're bringing these as a gift. You've already had these. And you know that there are four people that you love in this house that you're now bringing a gift that they can have a bunch. So right. that that means you get one and everybody else gets the rest. Right. So um, enjoy your one. Right. And w- watch maybe Lachlan eat three. <laughs> but know that you've already had some and you right. got more at the house and it's fine. So you, you just gotta, you gotta deal with it. Sometimes you don't get the most yeah. and you know, your, your, you know, your friend Lachlan gets to have more than you do and you right. get to, you know, not make him feel bad about that. Right. And there's, there's a whole lot of layers. Of- there, there are, <laughs> there are. And it's, it's good parents that, that teach manners and that's yeah. exactly what you're doing. And while you may disappoint your kid at the time they're going to understand why you did it yeah and so i i think that's a huge huge thing yeah and we're god we're have i told you how much fun we're having with preston's new toy oh the 3d printer we got him a 3d print well i'm sorry he bought a 3d printer yeah this is this was a a huge thing where um he had money we went to a STEM event. He saw a 3D printer and something clicked. You know, some people see a guitar and they go, I want to play that. Yeah. Some people see a movie and go, I want to do that. He yeah. saw a 3D printer and go, that, daddy, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I will buy it. And that's what he started with. And so we, he found, oh, they're, they're <laughs> and they're <laughs> waving at us from the, from the kitchen. And there are the boys. Um but he saw one and he's just like, that's what I want to do and I'll buy it. And he started shopping for him. I told him what he could spend and of, of his money because he would have spent all of it. But he picked the one. And when he had decided, that's when, you know, Holly and I said, all right, you found a, I think it was a $220 printer. It's like, great. Well, if you're willing to spend this much, we're willing to spend half of that for you. So we'll kick in a hundred dollars, you kick in a hundred dollars and now your, your spend is lower. Right. But now daddy gets to play with it too. Right. (laughs) And 
And we've had so much <clears throat> fun with it. I can believe it. Because we, uh, as it was being shipped to us, I said, all right, you know, it's such a beautiful teachable moment. Because I said, listen, this is not a you plug it in and it works kind of thing. This is plug it in, figure it out, fail. Fail again. Fail again. Then maybe it works one time and uh, then you you try again and then you have a weird error that you don't know. And then finally, finally it works one time and you don't know why. Right. Like that's that's very much how it's going to be. Not just like, oh, you turn on an iPad and you open an app and it's good. Right. All right. So let's see what the what, what do the boys want. Come on out, boys. Yeah, we're recording right now. You want to oh, say? Hi, um, I am my dad's son, aka the the owner of My Dad Is Greater Than Your Dad. Nice to meet you. Thank you for being a great audience. Have a good day. <laughs> well done, Preston. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> bye. All right, see y'all. Okay. All right, off you go. That was a little too perfect. <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. But anyway, no kidding. Yeah, because they don't know we're just out here talking about them and how much we care about them. Yeah, and no kidding. How, how much of uh, how much of our lives is dedicated to making oh, sure they grow up to be good men? Oh <laughs> my god! Oh hey, back again. You got a mouthful of banana. I want to no. I want to hear you talk to the mic with a mouthful of banana. Um, can I have an extra brownie? No. No, you cannot. You cannot have an extra we brownie. We literally just talked about the fact that you cannot have an extra brownie. We love you so much back in the house. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That was funny. That was so funny. <laughs> that was funny. Timing is everything. It is. 100% of everything. God. Oh, man. Kids. Oh, God. They're wild. Mm-hmm. It's sort of it's sort of amazing that despite the fact that they literally don't fucking exist without you. Mm-hmm. I would say that that there is more pressure to make sure your kids like and love you and know that you like and love them because those are very different things like and love very true there is more pressure with your own kids than there was in high school in terms of peer yeah. pressure um because those relationships in high school some last some don't but ultimately it really doesn't fucking matter if if those people liked you loved you knew that you liked them, loved them, because, like I said, there, there are only so many that, that last. Mm-hmm. But with your kids, you, you literally want to be sure. And there's a ton of pressure, ton of pressure. I want to make sure that my kids know that I like and love them, and it's reciprocated. And so how do you do that, being the disciplinarian, <clears throat> being the parent, rather than just being the friend? Right. I think there's so much to that, and the pressure that's that's involved with that, I think, is is massive. Well, what do you do? How do you how do you balance it personally? 
I don't fucking know. You don't know? No. It's all I, it's all by the seat of your pants? Yeah, it is. And and I I honestly I learn every day. Because there's something new every day. I've un, until this year, I've never had a senior in high school. Very true. I've never had a, a second daughter who's a sophomore. Um, I've never had a son who's in fifth grade. You want to ask me about parenting a fourth grade son? I can help you because I've been there, done that. <laughs> but I've I've never so I learn every day, <clears throat> and everything is is uh, things change, things are different, um, <clears throat> and with with kids that have differing personalities that you you have to not only accommodate for those personalities but you have to understand those different personalities that each kid is is parented differently right um and with my three it's really not even close with any of the three of them they are very unique they I mean, are really between between the three of them like if you were to line them up i would you know other than the fact that they all look like some version of you or Melinda. Um, If I were to interview each of them, I probably wouldn't say they were in the same family. They, they do have, I mean, T is a, from my perspective, a rule follower and driven Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just seems to have a pretty good idea of where she has a good long-term plan. Mm -hmm. Um, Sky is a little, I mean, she, I think I, from my perspective, T or Sky is waiting to be challenged by something because yes. everything seems to be so easy. Yes, for her, like school is just a thing that happens. Friends right. are just a thing that happens. Yes, it's just that's dead on. There, there's, there's nothing that's made her go. I gotta figure this out yet, mm-hmm. and I think when she does find that thing, it's going to be a revelation for her. Yes, and that's going to be the thing she does for the rest of her life. Agreed. And then. Lachlan, I mean, he's fifth grade, but he's he's got all the tools that he needs to grow up to be a very good man. He's yeah. got he he understands friendship. He understands responsibility. He understands how to wear a robe in the middle of the day and pull it off. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> yeah yeah mini hef. Mini hef. Our boys of that picture that I have of our boys both wearing robes. Yep, just. Chatting. I mean, it, you you pick, you got a great candid shot. Yes, of them just discussing something. Yeah, very serious. Right. They're both wearing robes. Yeah. This this is my thing. Yeah. This is totally my vibe, man. Yeah. I am. I am just gonna sit back and not worry about a goddamn thing. Nothing. <clears throat> no. no. I absolutely dig that. I dig that about about the both of them. Yeah, that we can wear robes, and it's like three thirty in the afternoon, and we're pulling it off. Who? Get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that self awareness of we are eleven. We are eleven, and we're gonna just we're gonna be this. Oh, we we're own, allowed. We own this shit. <laughs> yep. Oh, I dig it. We're gonna have we're gonna have to deal with girl. Uh, wait, are you dealing with girlfriends yet? With <clears throat> with Locke? So not not a ton. I mean, girls mature a little faster than boys, so there's been discussion sure. um, at school about a couple of girls have a quote-unquote crush on Lachlan and, and stuff like that. And apparently this girl for Valentine's Day that just happened three days ago, that she gave out candies to everybody, but to Lachlan, she gave like nine. Oh, wow. 
And so there was discussion <clears throat> about that. But he has absolutely no awareness of Zero. this at all. Girls are just friends to him. Um, that's all they are. He has absolutely no awareness of it at all. Is Preston is Preston dealing with this? Preston from like first through third grade had a quote unquote girlfriend at elementary school, but it was it was, I, I think it was very driven by that girl who just said like right. you want to be my boyfriend? And he was like, That sounds cool. Yeah. And, and it was <laughs> there were there was not a lot to it. Yeah. Um and since then like he's still of the age and the sensibility of like people kissing on screen and he's right. like oh, yeah can we get back to the explosions right like <clears throat> or back to the story or right. whatever it is he he doesn't have much of a a, a lean that way yet right. which i'm i'm interested but I'm not. I, I mean, I, I know the day that it becomes interesting, that's a switch that flips that never goes back the other way no, again. No, it doesn't. So I'm, while I want him to have all the joys of being interested in girls and all the perils of being interested in girls and or boys, I don't care. That's a great way to put it, perils. Which, whichever way it goes, the moment that he becomes romantically interested in someone that there's just no it, it, there's a chapter of his life that's over and yeah, yeah it it becomes the, the volume gets turned down on everything else yes yes and the the innocence and simplicity of life is now gone mm-hmm. um because <clears throat> once once chicks enter the equation it's and I should I should say girls because I call my girls chicks. Yeah, and that's sort of something that they've grown up with. Um, it completely changes everything, and it not just because they're girls, but everything becomes more difficult. Sure. You you do things differently, you react to things differently, and so yeah, that that innocence. And that's simplicity when girls were just girls. They were whatever, and you didn't care. Right. Right now you have neighbors. Um, I mean, if we're going to, you know, call back to a previous episode, Nick's girls live, you know, just two doors yes. away. And they come over here, and they play just like any other kid. Yes. And then the day that flips, those are not just, you know, friends oh, yeah. anymore. <clears throat> now they are girls who are friends. Right. And there's connotation and yes now you have to be like uh do we have to watch them now or right what can they have a door closed like what's yeah it's yeah and that's that's a massive massive difference and and growing up today is very different than oh sure when we grew up and i'm i'm older than you are um so not by not not by much just enough that uh yeah it's um it's definitely different and making sure that now you have to make sure the apps they're downloading, you have to watch oh, the internet that they're accessing and, and all that kind of stuff where I think kids now are, are growing up a lot faster because they have access to seeing, um, hearing. I think they talk differently. And so you really have to, you do have to watch them. Absolutely. 
Now, <clears throat> do you feel like Lachland has had more of an exposure early to things because of his older sisters? No, I, I don't, um, simply because the girls are both, they're both, um, they're not jumping all over the whole boy thing and and all of that, that I think we've parented well enough <clears throat> that they're not, they're not going to be high school stupid, where they're going to jump into that relationship and and boys are everything and all that kind of stuff. So they don't really talk about boys a whole lot. And like I said, it's, it's almost like Lachlan has headphones on. Interesting. He, he hears okay. none of this and pays attention to none of this. Doesn't care about any of it. All he wants to do is have fun with his friends. That's it. So, and that's a godsend. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I'll, I'll pull, I'll pull from the wisdom of someone else. Do you, do you remember the movie The Big Sick with Kumail Nanjiani and only a tiny bit? All right. Well, um, Kumail Nanjiani is a a fairly famous comedian in certain circles. Mm-hmm. He was on um, a couple of different TV shows and a couple of movies, and he married a very funny person, and I can't remember her last name. But the movie The Big Sick is based on their how their relationship started. And her name her name is Emily something. And she kind of very wisely said, like, hey, when you're in high school, do all the things in relationships. She's like lie to your friends, cheat on your boyfriend, um, date a bunch of people, because that's what high school is for. Mm. Like feel all of those feelings early right when they do not matter ah. find out <clears throat> what it feels like to be caught you know making out with somebody you're not supposed to be making out yeah. with or you know try try and you know if you're the theater kid try and date the high school quarterback just see what that that rejection even feels like yeah like do all of it because high school does not matter relationship wise it matters academically it's going to matter for your life but um the rest of it just go ahead and try it out and see what see what it um those consequences are like so when you get to be an adult and it actually matters you can think like, mm, don't want to cheat on this relationship in college because I know what that feels like. Not right. only to cheat, but to be cheated on, yeah. or to you know to you know be out there, you know, doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. Just get it done in high school, so you already have that experience. That's, that's an incredibly interesting take. So yeah, I think I think that's incredibly interesting because I have I have my own theories on that. Um, and she was a high school girl, and so I'm certainly not going to throw my opinion on her. Sure, but I think that um, that high school girls' understanding of the world around them is very dramatized, and so oh <clears throat> yeah. I, if, if any movies are to be believed. Correct. Yeah. And and I have two of them in high school, and I see it every day, um, that I wonder how 
they emotionally handle those kind of things in high school where, to be honest, I would prefer to push that off a little bit. Despite the fact that in high school it doesn't matter, um, it's not it's not going to <clears throat> bleed into into adult life because you're not going to know these people anymore. They're going to be a distant memory. Um, but I do wonder about handling it. Um, with that said, a lot of people disagree with me that my oldest, T, with Melinda and I, will get drunk before she goes to college because I want her to know what liquor does to her Right. prior to going. I don't want her to go to some frat party and all of a sudden she has three white claws <laughs> and feels a little liquored. Right. And now all of a sudden she's a little drunk and this is a brand new feeling for her that she doesn't know how to handle it, that kind of thing that I want I want my kids to know what liquor does to you. So when you're going to a fraternity party for the first time in college, you know, grab a white claw and let that thing get warm in your hand. <clears throat> God, I was going to ask you if you had a plan because that was going to be my question. Like, do you, are you going to make her do like, are you going to give her a margarita? Something that like is very yeah palatable, palatable, I guess yes, palatable, palpable. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's different. Palatable. Yes. All right. Etymology, yeah. entomology. I don't know the difference. Um, and just be like, all right, slam this. Right. And then we're going to wait 10 minutes. Right. And like, all right, do another one. Right. Now, how do you feel? Exactly. How's that different? Exactly. Like, <laughs> no, definitely. How's your liver feel? Yeah. All those drinks that she that she would normally have in college, right. she is going to have here. Oh, God, you're going to do like Everclear Punch and be like, all right. This isn't the fucking 70s. Oh, they still do that. They've got to do that. Oh, my. Everclear? I haven't heard that. Everclear? Wasn't that like a band in the 90s? It was. Yeah. yeah. I liked them. Wasn't the blonde dude? Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> Father of mine. There we go. I like that song. I like that song. Yeah, I like that band. But, yeah, she's she's definitely going to know what liquor does to her prior to going to college. I don't want her to be one of those one of those girls that's totally innocent doesn't understand any of this that i want her to be in control of her life okay all right she uh i want to make sure that the decisions that she's making are hers um she is the one saying yeah i've had enough i'm not gonna have another drink or i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go to this party i'm not gonna I'm not going to do this. Um, I'm a big fan of of parenting just enough so that she knows how to make her own decisions. There will not be any decisions. Once she gets to college, I'm not making decisions for her. I'm not. This is your life. Sure. You live it. And I want you to have the confidence to make those decisions. And that's simply the way it it has to be. Um, I don't. I. I can't be that controlling. That controlling parent. I want my kids to feel like they have that autonomy to make their own decisions in their own life. So you're going from the tripod of confidence, experience, and kind of knowledge. Yeah, like that's that. actually a great way to put it. Okay. Yeah, that's actually a great way to put it. Sounds like a dog fight. Yeah. 
You know, Michael Vick does live behind you for a nice 15-year-old joke. But. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. No kidding. No kidding. I have no money. It'd be funny if you had Pomeranians. <laughs> would be, wouldn't that be great? Like, it, it's like somebody gets arrested for dog fights, but it's not pit bulls. All of a sudden, it's it's just like these little tiny, like, oh, we got a dachshund. Yeah. You know, oh these dachshunds are going at it. Oh, my God. But that's, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's smart. I think having... You know, you can you can sit there and tell someone, do this, don't do that, here's the reasons why, here's my personal experience, and then you layer on, you know, their own experience onto it. And yeah. that I mean that does that does change it a bit because I mean I've I've talked about before on the show, um alcohol was never a a taboo in my house or when I was growing up. Right. Um, I was, I was served wine with dinner on holidays. It was always something that was available if I wanted it from like Preston's age on, like 11 years old. It was like, we're, we're pouring wine to all the glasses. If you want it to have your glass, that's fine. And the, you know, event, like, you know, Preston is very, very anti everything right now. Yeah. Which is fine. He's eleven. Be anti everything. But if he grows up and doesn't try every try everything that's out there is probably a little a little liberal, but at least have the confidence to be like, you know what, that sounds like it might be fun. I'll give it a shot. Right. On most things. I'd be in support of that. Yeah. And and but the the thing like going off to college, of course they need to know how to at least how they are going to react to alcohol because <clears throat> Trista might find out she's one of those like one percenters uh, that is allergic. Right. And she better know now before she needs an EpiPen at the Kappa Sig house. Right. <laughs> right. That, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. It is. And, and I'm, I'm th- first of all, seriously, somebody needs to shut those bitches up. I tell you <clears throat> what. Oh my God. So loud, so annoying. I'm going to pretend like I'm really good at editing, and I'm going to go, I'm going to fix that in post. There we go. I really can't. I I have no... And when it comes down to it, who fucking cares anyway? Exactly. Um, But no, yeah, I I totally agree with you. They absolutely need to understand what liquor does, and and you don't want to be that 1%. And why make it... Why make alcohol that sort of like asterisk connotation of oh do you do this all kids do yeah they do they they head off to college they're gonna have drinks and and stuff like that so why not just make sure they're educated and also is it why is that going to be the one thing you don't teach your kids about right be a good you know be a good student here's how you clean your room here's yeah how you you know don't be a you know an asshole right in life you know here's how to be a good friend mm-hmm. and we're just going to leave this big old blank space when it comes to, you know, how people party or relate to each other. Right. Shit. That's absolutely going to happen. Right. Exactly. And that's, well, that's, you know, you know, going back, that's one of the things that I do with Preston. I talk ad nauseum. He will tell you that I, I just will continue to talk and explain myself until someone shuts me up. Right. I will explain my reasoning. I will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually true. It's not just with him. 
I will, I will explain <laughs> myself. I will, I will make sure that you're okay with the reasons that I made my decision, etc., etc. Until, you know, someone just goes, Mark, we get it. Yeah. You're a good person. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you bring any of your guns? No, because I'd like to go shoot a dog. Or you want to go shoot a dog? Well, listen, my the guns that I have will be slightly too powerful for that one. You draw a lot of attention from your neighbors if you shot a thirty out six at a yeah. at a little yippy dog. Yeah, but they're renters. Oh, so, so I'm not sure any of the neighbors would care. Well, then the twenty two in my trunk will be fine. Well, then we we may have to jump on that because. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, that was... Okay, so when we got our dog, our super dog... Yes, Juggy. Love him. He's the best. He's adorable. I don't know I don't know how we got so lucky, because I did not want a dog. No. And now I will take no other dogs other than the dog I have. He is... And, and I say this almost literally, that he is attached to your hip. He is. He's a sweet dog. He sleeps on my lap most of the day. Yeah. I will, I will kick up my feet on the desk and he will just curl up in my lap. He is, he is just a sweet, sweet puppy. And yeah, I don't, I don't know what would have happened if we would have ended up with a dog like the ones you hear in the background right now. Yeah. Cause he's, everyone said to me, don't get a terrier of any kind because they're small. Yeah. They're a little scared and skittish and they do this kind of shit. Yeah. And I was I was not present for the picking of the dog. What happened was I was at work one day and I knew that getting a dog was in the air. It was going to happen. And uh, Holly gave Preston a choice almost four years ago now and said, hey, do you want to stay at camp and have fun at the YMCA? Or do you want me to pick you up early and we go see this dog that you saw online? And he chose to leave camp early and go see this dog that they saw online. And they immediately bonded. And he came home with him that day. And before I got home from work, I had a dog. Okay. And that's that's how it worked. So the immediate bonding, that I totally get. Because <clears throat> Juggy is, is adorable. Yeah, absolutely. He just, he just licked Preston's face off. Yeah, I can believe that. But I mean, <laughs> when when you say that she gave that option, do you want to stay at camp or get a dog? Really? Really? You know, it was a real choice because he was like doing zip lines that day yeah. off off of you know into into a lake. Like it was it was a big day at camp that day. Yeah, I understand, but it's it's still <laughs> it's still tantamount to. Do you want to have some cake or get poison ivy? Yeah, or, or get the best friend you're ever gonna have yeah for the rest of you yeah yeah so yeah god (laughs) so we've uh we've hit a lot we've hit a lot on t we've hit a lot on lock yeah um dive in on sky what's um oh she she is my what if okay um so when the kids were younger, um, I coached their soccer teams. I coached Lachlan's soccer team. I coached Sky's soccer team. And Sky is simply 
a phenomenal athlete. She just is. Um, as as I said earlier, all of our kids play tennis. Sure. Um, she's she's a really good tennis player, and she playing soccer. Um, I remember there was a moment that we had the first game of the of the second season, <clears throat> and we kicked off. Sky took the ball, and she literally dribbled through like four players and then from like the top of the 18 just put one in the top of the net and Jeez. the other coach the other coach who I'd hit, I'd, I knew but didn't know really well um, looked at me and just went are you kidding me nice job because she had progressed I, I was expecting like arsenal <laughs> maybe and and it was it was absolutely I'll take I'll take credit for like 33% of it sure it was it was the coaching but 66 was was her and her ability um she's simply a phenomenal athlete um and she's she's really good at at a lot of what she does um and that's given her a bucket full of confidence um, which is, which is good and bad. Um, cause she has confidence in herself. She believes in herself. She knows who she is now. She doesn't know what she's going to be next year. She doesn't know what she's going to be five years from now, but she knows what she is now. And, um, the other half of it is, is that when it comes to telling her something that she might not be doing, to the best of her ability, to mm. reprimand, to discipline, she also has that confidence to talk back. Oh, she'll she'll verbally give you the middle finger. And yeah. Just like, well, yeah. Mm. she she is my walking eye roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, I the confidence that she brings to the table and 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 the the bonding that we've been able to do over over soccer when she was playing and of course she she stopped playing soccer um, cuz she wanted to most Americans do yeah and it it broke my heart um, cuz of course I was a soccer player my entire life and it it broke my heart but as i've said i'm not going to tell my kids what to do it it's going to be their choice they they simply have to do something but it's their choice and she elected to continue with tennis and and let go with uh let go of soccer um she just has that confidence to to sort of do what she wants and and she takes full advantage of of <laughs> doing what she wants when we give her that freedom and and so it's it's interesting um it's interesting parenting a child who sort of believes they know what they're going to do in life already <clears throat> that I had no idea at her age. No, no fucking clue. And so to see somebody with that kind of confidence, it's, it's, it's simply interesting. That's it. it well, yeah, I mean, um, growing up with, well, well, watching them grow up, you know, Tristan did always have kind of like, what do y'all need kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. um, Sky always seemed kind of over it. Mm -hmm. Just, eh. <clears throat> Like I'll I'll do what I have to do, but gosh, right. and then Locke is just pretty much open to the experience. Yes, he's just <clears throat> just everything. Yeah, 
That's cool. Yeah. That's really you've got it. You've got a good mix. I do. You got to mix. I mean, that's got to be challenging having such <laughs> such different. It is. It is um, changing your parenting style for your own kids. Um, figuring out exactly how you need to talk to each one of them is incredibly interesting, and I think that's <clears throat> that's a skill set that I I think most parents would agree is is incredibly challenging, and it's. One of those things that you literally have to learn daily because you're learning new things about your kids daily. Like I said, I've 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 never had a senior in high school. Right. And so I have to learn how to speak to a child who's about two months away from legally being an adult. Ugh. And so that's how you have to speak to her. You can't you can't speak to her like she's twelve years old. You have to speak to her like she's that mature 18 year old and and so you learn you learn every day and that's that's a brilliant wonderful thing about being a parent it's also unbelievably frustrating that you have to constantly learn yeah i can't even imagine no and the and you're god even even just the mundane things like you know dad can you help me with my homework Mm -hmm. becomes like no you're doing you're doing alleles and genetics. I don't know anything right. about those things. No, it's exactly <laughs> exactly. You, you better you better take care of yourself. Right. I learned just enough in high school so that I could pass the class with a good enough grade and get a sports scholarship. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and outside of that, nope, nope, no, thank you. God, that's that's got to be that's got to be nuts. And and yeah, I mean, I've had that myself. Where there's a certain amount where I can, <clears throat> you know I can still play. Like right. I can still talk to Preston and look at, you know, things that he's doing and go like, okay, I, it, you know, if I studied for, you know, 20 minutes, I could be exactly where you are. But I know that that time is just ticking away oh, it so is. quickly. Oh, it is. He's going to hit middle school algebra and I'm going to be like, mm, how much does a tutor cost? Yeah, exactly. And that go that actually goes into that one of the one of the big things for me in terms of parenting is parenting honestly okay. when when you can't help them with homework and not saying well I don't have time or I can't do it for this reason I can't help you because I literally am not an asset to what you're trying to learn that I I parent honestly I I did I did drugs in in college and my kids know mm-hmm. I mean Lachlan doesn't know he's no, in fifth no. grade but the girls know they, sure. they know that I was taken to the hospital and had an appendectomy on coke and acid. <laughs> they know. Yeah. They know. Um, I'm not going to lie to them about the pitfalls that I've had that I did drugs for about a year and a half um, while going, going to college. I'm, and I still maintained my grades. I certainly wasn't a drug addict. But I was doing drugs. They know this. I'm not going to lie to him. Sure. So. And and that's, I mean, I have, uh, listen, luckily I have not had to have this conversation with Preston, but I've said it before and I'll, I'll continue to say it. Um, as long as whatever he's doing doesn't define him, because we all knew that, you know, pothead in college or that acid dealer, that that was their world. They right. found their thing yep. and that was their lane. 
and their whole world was all colored mm-hmm. by this one thing <clears throat> that they did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and my, my, my take on it will be try things, right? but just like an appetizer, don't let that define your meal. Like I dig it's, it. It's there. Yeah. It, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be what it is, but it's not the main course. I dig that. Yeah. That's, that's a great way. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. I like it. I do my best. Yeah. <laughs> but with, um, well, something I did want to share with you before, um, before we wrapped up was small prelude. Then I'm going to kick it to you. Uh, one of the reasons that this show started was because of our friendship. Hmm. Um, the in your previous house, we were all sitting on the back porch, and and uh, like I said, the reason I do this show is for many reasons, but this is definitely one of them. Um, we were sitting out there. It was you, me, um, Holly, Melinda, a couple of friends, and we were all just bullshitting and the. The kids were inside and doing what they do. And I kind of thought to myself, like, gosh, you know, I wish an older version of Preston could hear this conversation, could hear what, you know, and and Lachlan both could hear what we were saying to each other, how we were interacting, you know, know us in that way, along with knowing us as, you know, fathers and authority figures, etc., so I, I think even at that time I said, God, I wish we would just like hit record yeah. on a little digital recorder and have yeah. that. And that, you know, years later became the show. Right. And so now we get to sit here and talk about it. And, you know, as the show evolves, I think we're going to add more people and have it be a little bit more like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you're, you're actually part of the reason that this is, this is a real thing. I love it. So I love it. <clears throat> so now kind of uh, layered on with that and attached to it as the dogs bark and go crazy oh, no. <laughs> is you get to put a, a, a bit of a message in a bottle to your kids and, and say something to them because they are two high schoolers and an yeah. elementary schooler right now. Yeah. And they may find this recording when their uncle Mark hands them an SD card at the age of 25 or find it on the internet because you know it does exist that's true yeah uh, do you have something that you want to send out to uh to your kids in posterity that they should know yeah i i do um i actually was watching the academy awards um last weekend and so i can't take credit for this um laura dern won the academy award for best supporting actress and she was giving giving her speech and she did the familiar they say never meet your heroes and she said but what happens if they're your parents Oh. And right there I lost it. God damn it. And I'm like, oh my God. That's totally my life. That's totally my life. And so what 
what I would like to say to my kids is that I'm not sure that they would say that. But just know that I did everything I could. I did everything I could. And every day, I loved them. That would be it. Wow. It, it shows. It shows that every day that you you love them i mean i've seen i've probably seen you be a dad more you know other than my own dad i've seen you be a dad more than any other person and uh it comes through god i hope so yeah god i hope so it does i mean everything from you know watching them go off to the island for the summer or you know go go on a trip to london yeah. Or, you know, right now one of your girls is out auditioning to be a model. Yeah. Just for giggles. Yeah. It's not it's not her it's not her whole thing. No. But No. It's happening. No, and there's there's one thing that I that I can't say that I can <clears throat> I can finish with because it all it all blends. I find that the dads that I'm closest to, um, that you can, you literally say it. It's it's without hesitation, and you never you never doubt it. You never debate it. <clears throat> that you would take the bullet for your kid. Sure. And I know that's literally the case. Where you have a lot of people that say it. A lot of people are are full of fucking shit. I believe they Most love their kid. Are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the dads that I'm closest to, you and I are incredibly close um and and i know that you would and that's that's part of it that yeah there's there's absolutely no debate that take a bullet for my kids easy yeah it's easy yeah well graham thank you for being here thank you for being a part of this thank you for being uh part of the inspiration that made this happen this this was awesome this was such a great time thank you oh yeah you're gonna be back don't even worry about oh, it. oh i hope so <laughs> all right take care all righty